good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And we are here to talk about the paranormal, as we do sometimes on Saturday nights. <laughs> it's been a while since you've been in the studio, Stephanie. It has been a while. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Um, I'm doing all right. Spooktacular, I guess you could say. Spooktacular. And uh, we will take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. You can also, if you are... If you haven't been listening to the program for a little while and you're not aware, you can now also text us in the studio using the WBSM app. So if you download that from your app store or if you go to WBSM.com, you can download it there. But you download the WBSM app, you open it up, there's a button in the middle that says App Chat, and that allows you to text us right here in the studio, and uh, and we can, we can respond to it. We can either text you back or more likely we'll talk about it on the air. So it's a, it's a pretty cool feature. And uh, I'm glad that we're able to work it into this program because I use it all day long in my regular show. So It is pretty fancy. And the other good thing about it, too, is you can send in photos. You can send in videos. You can even use, there's a button on there that's called Open Line, and you can press that. And that's like you can call in and, you know, it's like calling us in the studio, only you can do it anytime. So you can record a message. Say, you know, Saturday nights are hard for you to listen to us live, but you listen to us later on on podcasts and you want to you wanna call in and share an experience or share your thoughts on one of the topics we've discussed. You can actually record, a, basically record a voicemail for us and we can we can play it on the show. Well, that's even fancier than I originally thought. So. Yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. I, I know you, you've, you've downloaded the WBSM app, Brian, haven't you? No? I think so. No. But... You've got your phone in your hand right now. Download the app. I will. I will. As she's uh, putting out all the notifications <laughs> to get everybody to tune in. So tonight, we're going to talk about something that's been it's been going on for a couple of weeks. And we didn't get a chance to address it last week. You weren't able to come in. Moniz was uh, out in Roswell. And, uh, and and by the way, Moniz is just out ill tonight. He'll be back hopefully next week. Um, but uh, we are... We, we've been kind of watching from the sidelines as there's been some interesting things happening in the paranormal world the last couple of weeks. And let's see let's see if I can recap it, Stephanie. You can, <laughs> you can fill in where... And, and this is probably going to be something that isn't... Uh, that isn't going to be all that interesting to people who don't watch the paranormal TV shows. But it's important, I think, to have this discussion because of how much... This affects people who claim that they don't watch the paranormal TV shows. So the issue happened a couple of weeks ago. So there's, out of all the paranormal TV shows that are out there, and, and I don't really watch any of them anymore because when I, let me be honest, when I started working in the TV shows, I didn't want to be influenced by them. So I stopped watching them. So even the ones that like all of our friends are on, right. I, I stopped watching them. I um, haven't watched them in years. I mean, honestly, probably since I was on them and it's not. That I, I, I don't love watching myself. I'll stop myself there. But um, I don't have time. Like, I had a toddler at the time. My TV was just taken over by Disney Junior. Mm -hmm. um, and anybody that knows me in my close personal life, you know that my face is stuck to a phone or a computer for the most part, just working nonstop. So, or I'm out and about working. So I don't have time to watch TV. Yeah. I mean, I do watch, that's like my relaxing thing that I do. Like yeah. that's my little free time I have. That's what I like to do. But I stopped watching the shows because I, I thought that they were influencing the way that I was researching things for right. shows I was working on. And also because like, I just, I lost interest in a lot of them because they just weren't, the more of them there were, the, the harder it was to keep track of them all. And, you know, when there were only two or three shows on, 
I'll be honest with you. I never really watched Ghost Adventures on a regular basis. No. Um, I I've watched, actually never sat through a full episode, to be honest with you. I think the only one I've watched start to finish was the one that I was on. The Lizzie Boyd <laughs> one. But I think the rest of them, I've I've seen maybe bits and pieces of stuff. I will admit that this past, we'll call it fall, because I don't think it was necessarily winter at the time, Scott and I were sick. And we were like, all right, what are we going to do? Because, you know, we can't go out. Like, we ordered in, laying in bed, just not tired and like oh let's watch tv and we popped on a few shows just because we have our show coming out so we're like let's just see what the paranormal world is like nowadays because neither of us had watched in years and we started watching and both of us couldn't believe how incredibly different it was from the time that we started in tv and from what we were used to so it was kind of interesting to see just how much things have changed yet remain the same does that make sense yeah, I mean, and I think that's that's going to happen. It's going to evolve. And part of part of my f fear when I was writing the shows, and by writing, you know, for those who aren't familiar, I mean like doing the research, the historical part of it. Right. The investigation is the investigation. That's their own thing. All I would do is work on, like, the, the information behind, um, you know, what might have happened in places and try to match up some of the historical true, uh, the historical stories that people tell with whether or not they're true, things of that nature. But so as I was working on that, I didn't want to be influenced by what I'd seen in other shows because mm -hmm. you don't know if what they found, what they're putting out there is true. So right. I don't want to base, uh, if we're writing an episode about, um, you know, uh, I'll just pick a place, uh, Holmesburg prison, you mm -hmm. know, which is one of my favorite episodes that I worked on. <clears throat> And, and I picked that one because there were no other shows that had done mm -hmm. Holmesburg before. But if we were doing Holmesburg Prison, I didn't want to see an episode of another show that did Holmesburg Prison and say, okay, well, they looked for that, so we have to look for that too. Because then I would just be making the assumption that whoever researched that researched that correctly. And as it turns out, that's not always the case. It's not. Sometimes there are lazy people that work on things. Yeah. I mean, if it was something that came from Ghost Adventures, I knew it was legitimately right, researched. Right, because of Jeff. But if it was something that came from some other shows, I, I'm, I'm never sure because I don't know who those people are and what their research methods are. Especially as I got <clears throat> replaced on shows by not people in the paranormal world or people in the historical field, mm -hmm. but just general people that are working in television production. And I see the hack job that they've done on some of the locations on some of these shows. It's funny because um, I can say a thousand percent um, the people that worked on my show were phenomenal. Like and I'm, I'm not saying anything to take away from you, Tim, because you're always my favorite, but um, better than I have ever seen anybody do any job in the paranormal. And um, like, I, I feel like information and witnesses and stories and history would just come out of thin air. That's how easily he found it. And that's somebody that you want working on your side because everything is accurate. And if you know Scott and I, you know we fight to make sure everything is completely accurate. No stone is unturned. And I know that you operate the same way. And Scott was very lucky to have you on Ghost Asylum and Haunted Towns um, doing that type of work. But sometimes people are just in a pinch and they'll just take somebody from a random other part of production and just shove them in that role. And they either don't know how to do the role, like somebody that specializes in it, or they just don't care enough to go deeper. And and I can tell because I get phone calls from them when they say, oh, we're right. doing a show about the Bridgewater Triangle. And, yeah. uh, and I say, well, what do you know about the Bridgewater? Well, I'm just starting to look into it. No, right. I'm like, okay, well, sit down, they take out a pen. They rely on stories, and that's not always correct. 
the the other part of it too is and again we'll we'll get into the to the to the meat of what it is that we're going to be discussing but the other part of it too is the tv networks want it to be derivative Mm-hmm. As much as the the production companies are saying we want to make something totally different, we want to, and, and I'm sure so was the, the the other people involved in it. But that's like we want to make something that people haven't seen before, and the network's like, no, no, no we wanted you to make us a version of Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. So it, it turns into, and I dealt with that a lot with with Ghost Stalkers because they thought the network that got Ghost Stalkers, Destination America, thought mm-hmm. it was getting the next Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. That's and a long time that, ago. Yeah, that turned into, well, that was almost, that was nine years ago. I remember when you wrote for it. I remember when it aired. I remember when you went to the premiere. My dad and I, because we, we went to wrestling with my brother and my niece the other night. We were talking about when we went down to, mm-hmm. to New York for the premiere and just like we thought it was going to be the next big thing. Like because mm-hmm. they threw us a party and it was <laughs> at a roof, rooftop hotel and all this stuff. And it, it turns I didn't out, go with you because I was pregnant. There was There was all kinds of stuff behind the scenes with mm-hmm. that that we had nothing to do with but so all of this stuff that's been going on the last couple of week hold on we have an it's coming in from a local number so it's it's not Lamont so I want to take the phone call <laughs> okay. good evening you were on spooky south coast hello <laughs> Tim what's going on what's happening listen I I came down to my man cave and I, I always have WBSM <laughs> going right and I says who the heck is on right now? I, I thought I was going to come down and hear some political talk show radio, you know, and I'm like, this sounds like Tim. It is. <laughs> you, you didn't know that yeah, we do a, a paranormal show on Saturday nights? Spooky South Coast, right? Yeah. I've never listened to it, though, so this is my first show. I'm going to listen in. Well, it might be a little bit in the weeds for you because it's going to be about the paranormal TV show drama, but um, I'm glad that you're listening, John. Yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. All right, well, All right, let me know on Monday what you think. I will. I'll talk to you. Right. I'll talk to you on Monday. Take it easy. That that's uh, that's a, that's the power of app. That's an app chatter turned caller. So oh. see, it, it it works out that way. Perfect. Um, the the drama that's going on lately, it goes back. And by the way, Stephanie, I'm going to put you on alert because okay. uh, I have to remember to keep saying destination fear is the name of the show. Okay. Because I kept like fumbling and saying destination truth when I was talking to somebody else about it. I can see how that's confusing. Yeah. Uh, this is destination fear. So if you if you've watched Destination Truth with Josh Gates, whole different show. Totally different thing. Correct. Destination Fear, I I'm going to be honest with you, I've never watched it. Um I haven't either. I I semi met the folks last year at Michigan Paracon, but like didn't really spend any time with them. Uh seemed like nice people, but I, I just I don't watch the show, so I've never seen the show. But my my understanding is that it's very popular. Um they had a lot of people who were uh pushing for them to keep this show going online. But I, I from my understanding it's it's one of those things as always happens. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever guaranteed a second season. No. In in, the, in this type of show, uh, they don't sign long term contracts unless you're Zach Bagans. Nobody's signing long term contracts. It's all kind of let's see where the next season takes us, and let's right. see where the next season takes us. So it really is a season by season thing. So every show is waiting for renewal. Uh, I remember watching the ratings during season one of Hotel Paranormal, and there was a magic number mm-hmm. where if if we got a certain rating the second season would automatically kick in. Mm-hmm. And, and and the only reason that was was because we had Dan Aykroyd involved. Right. So, like, otherwise it would have been, like, it doesn't matter how good the ratings were, they still would have made us wait till the end of the season mm-hmm. before they made a decision. And that's the way it goes. So, and this show has been around for a, a couple of years now. When did it start? Um, 2019? 
So they should be kind of used to this process by now. But for some reason, one of these stars, and he's also an executive producer of the show, Dakota Layden, he said on social media that there was a chance that it might not get renewed and they were looking for people to kind of show support, mm-hmm. and which is fine. You would expect that to happen. You would expect you you would expect that you'd want to uh, the star of the show to rally the uh, the audience, and we've seen a lot of shows that get saved this way, not just paranormal shows, but all kinds of television shows. So somewhere in that rallying of the troops, from my understanding, the story started coming about, the buzz started coming about that that Zach Bagans was uh, afraid that this show was getting more popular than his show, mm-hmm. and so he was pushing Travel Channel to cancel their show. Which is absolutely ridiculous on its surface because Zach Bagans is an executive producer of the show. He has a vested interest in the show continuing on. The more popular it gets, the more money he makes off of it. So why would he be against it? Why would he not want it? What, what, what opportunities were they taking away from him that he couldn't have for himself? What, was he mad because they're headlining paranormal conferences around the country? He could do that if he wanted to go out and do it. He doesn't. He chooses not to. I have seen personal emails from Zach Bagans, not to me, but to agents, where it clearly states, I have zero interest in attending any Paracon. Yeah, he did, so he, he did it for a few years at the, at the early part of the show to help promote it. He doesn't need to. And Yeah, and there's no reason to do it anymore. If he wants to meet his fans, he can do so by them coming to his museum, and he does that from time to time, from my understanding. He'll go down there and talk to people, and he does some other stuff. I, I think, I want to say he did a Comic-Con one year. Like they, they did a presentation at, at the, the real Comic-Con, the big one out in California. Right, but most of the time... San Diego. Those are assigned um, by the network. Yeah, so, he's, so... But he gets his chances to go out and meet the people that he wants to. He doesn't... He's, it's ultimately his choice. He's not you a know? social person. Some of us do it because we genuinely enjoy going out and meeting and greeting and having conversations. He and, does not. Correct. He is not um, a social person. He <laughs> likes he likes to keep to himself. This is not this is you know this is not, not talking news. out of school. Yeah, the man doesn't even like to get on airplanes. He likes to keep to himself, and that's something that predates mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures. If you read his book, if you read Nick's book, you'll know like the kind of person that he is. It is kind of funny how you know he had to have he was in a job where he had to be outgoing, right? And he seems to be able to do that when he has to, but. Um, you know, that some of that, as you know, that can take out of people. Mm-hmm. And so when you want to be on for people at certain points, you also need your downtime. When I go home, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody bothering <laughs> right. me. So I, I totally get it. <clears throat> so, but the, the idea of him wanting to, you know, spike this show in some way mm-hmm. just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, again, I might not be fully up to date on all the inner workings of the show. Maybe he stopped being an executive producer, and but, but I don't think so. Is he still listed? I don't know. What I have seen is, and I, I have no inside scoop on what's going on right now, but it, if you have Twitter and you have two eyeballs, then you can see everything that's on there. And the only thing that I have seen about that particular subject is um, Dakota claimed that he was getting... Um, damage control phone calls and he said you know if i get one more phone call like i'm telling everything type of well, thing that takes <clears> it to <throat> the different to the different level but because he, he did he did push it a little bit more from there right and he did that video 
where he said he was asked to make the video to, to say, you know, Zach is not responsible for any cancellation or any phone call against Destination Fear. But he also went on to mention that he is not friends with him. Right, which is what made it worse. his mom got involved and tweeted different things to insinuate that Zach has had nothing to do with him since he left Ghost Adventures and created Destination Fear. And now he's calling after all this time. So she kind of put herself in the mix of the fans, making it seem like she had the inside scoop that this was actually Zach calling him, not Travel Channel, but without so many words. So it is a very messy situation over there. And... Uh, uh, listen, when when somebody says, oh, Zach and I aren't friends, I'm like, yeah, welcome to the rest of the world. Who is he friends with? That's why, and we'll get into we'll get into somebody who claimed to be friends with him, and that's why when they did, my ears perked up, right? Because I was like, wait, nobody's nobody's friends with that guy. Like, um, I mean, do I think Zach is making friends with a bunch of random people in the paranormal world? No, he's probably got his own personal friends. And to be honest, like whether he's in it for the paranormal or not, the man is still a successful businessman. Like that is his job. If he looks at Ghost Adventures as his job, that's his circus and his monkeys, not mine. Um, but people get so riled up. Like, he doesn't respect the paranormal. Like, he wasn't hired to respect the paranormal. Um, I think let him do his own thing and mind your own path and business and all that stuff and just watch and support what you love. There's um, there's always going to be... L- listen, they're the, they're the top of the mountain correct. when it comes to that stuff. So there's always going to be people that want to try and knock him down a few right. pegs. But here's the thing. It's almost like he's the the, the Teflon guy, you mm-hmm. know. Whatever you're gonna do, it's not gonna work. You would think, I don't know how long has that show been going on for now? Years. Sixteen years. Seventeen. Oh, no, God. fifteen. Jeff just posted about it. He is the Kardashians of the paranormal, if you compare it to everyday celebrities and TV shows. So. There's there's so many people out there constantly trying to take down Kardashians, right? Are they phased by it? No. Zach is not going to be phased by everybody doing what they're doing. And the amount of people that sat back and watched all this drama go down, I almost commented this on your post, but I I decided to save it for when we talked. Everybody's sitting around going, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. I can't wait to take them down. Like, why are you expending that much negative energy focused on taking another human down? No matter if you like him or not, we have no idea what he's like as an everyday person. It's not going to make a difference either. Right. So if you look at it. It's like mob mentality. 15 years. So Ghost Adventures has been, we've been 17 years. They've been around, what, 18 years. But they've had to they've had to change networks. Yep. They've had to change formats. They've had to change cast. They started all themselves. Like they've had to they've had to go through a lot of different iterations mm-hmm. to remain viable for all this yep. amount of time. Ghost Adventures, for the most part, hasn't really changed that much. Uh, of course, they had a couple of ca- cast shifts, but for the most part, it's it's the same thing that it's been. It's yep. just become a little bit more, I guess, formulaic. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean like they've got their their formula of what works for them. And they don't really deviate from that. Right. So it's not like they're going to have an episode where all of a sudden they're going to do this or all of a sudden they're going to do that. And so, um, I, you know, if they if they haven't, if time hasn't taken them down, nothing you do is going to take them down. Right. Outside of a scandal, and the man is, you know, for the most part, scandal free. 
I mean, there's there's things that people have looked at over the years and scratched their heads about him, but I mean, he's not he's not out there doing bad things. I had a long talk with Scott about this when we saw the the drama going down, and I said, aside from, we'll say like the usual scandal type stuff. I said, anybody that's going to come out of the woodwork and accuse him of X, Y, and Z is guilty themselves. So what are you going to do? Incriminate yourself? Yeah, I just, I think that he's, you know, somebody who has, as especially as he has um, risen through time into mm-hmm. a more important position, keeps his nose clean. Yep. You know, and so not, and again, even saying somebody keeps their nose clean is talking of the assumption that they they wouldn't be otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know that to be the case. What limited interactions I've had with him, I, I don't get along with him. We have issues. You used to. And <laughs> like, so, well, he probably, you know, he probably has, I'd like to say he doesn't know who I am, but I know my name has come out of his mouth. But the- Yeah, but at the same time, it probably did like that one instance and he's probably not thought about you since. Right. I don't, I, I don't have any space in his head, nor does he have any in mine right. really until something like this comes up. But uh, I don't begrudge him his success. Right. I, and, and not only because his success has helped to the, you know, the success of one of my friends, actually two of my friends, really. I think that he is somebody who is, you know, just, he does his thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, you know, as much as things that he does, irk me mm-hmm. on the show like there's things about the show that I've seen that I'm like oh, I don't like this but it's entertainment but I don't I don't begrudge I don't begrudge him being able to do it because there's an audience for it right the other part of it is like so much of what people lob against this guy comes from jealousy mm-hmm. and it can be jealousy from the average paranormal investigator who's never going to have a TV show right. to people who are actually on television mm-hmm. And so to me, at this point, if, how can I put this? (laughs) If the, if the theatrics of the show, the overdram, the overdramatic reactions to things, Mm -hmm. all the things that make up who he is, if that hasn't phased people over time enough to make them stop tuning into the show, they're not going to. That means they like those things Mm -hmm. about him. So just kind of leave it alone. Right. So this, this turned into because of Dakota's comments about, are we friends? No, Mm -hmm. that turned into pile on Zach. Correct. And what's interesting is every time that there's anything that comes up against this guy, everybody reaches out to Nick Roth because he left ghost adventures and say, they say, well, you know, Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you? And he has been quiet about right. all this stuff for a long time. And he he promised that he's working on a video where he's going to be answering everybody's questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he was working on it last night, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know. I don't check his YouTube channel. I check his social channels. But I'm, I'm assuming sure he's, I'm assuming he's going to blanket it all at once. Yeah. Um, let me just double check since it's... Uh, but basically, at this point... No, nothing yet. We're waiting, we're sitting back, or everybody's sitting back, I should say, and waiting for a video from Nick, and then after Nick announced that he was going to make a video, Dakota claimed that he was also going to make a video in the next two to three weeks, which I think that timeline is up now, or just about up. So, we're waiting for these two videos to come out. I did see somewhere where Dakota tweeted that Nick is up to bat first. I believe that was the exact... Um, comment. So he's waiting for Nick's video to come out in order to make his video. Um, But as far as we all know, there is no definitive answer on the renewal of Destination Fear. So 
And I don't think all of this stuff helps their case. Well, that's what I was going to say to you is anytime I've worked in television, your, your season has to air in order to see how it did. How were the ratings? How was the response? I don't know how it works now when they're on streaming, the Discovery Plus. Um, I don't know how it, I don't think you can even check those numbers, but obviously the network can. And um, their season stopped airing in January. So it's the beginning of March. This whole crap show started in February. But, and, and as you know too, part of it is it's not necessarily just based on your show either. It depends on what else they're going to be bringing yep. back, how they want to package things, how they want to compare, you know, how they want to put things in the lineup with other shows. Um, because it, it really is, it's, it's not just about getting people to tune into one show. Mm -hmm. It's about getting people to stay on for the entire night or getting people to sign up for the, for the uh, streaming service. So there's a lot of little factors like that that will go into the decision. But also, one of the things they're going to tell you when you are on a show is just, just stay off social media. It, like go on social There's media and promote the show, yep. but don't don't get don't step in it on social media. Mm -hmm. And this would qualify as stepping in it with the network's biggest star, yes. the person who wields far more power at the network than you ever will. Mm -hmm. So there is some degree of that that you are, you know, you're tugging on Superman's cape, you're spinning into the wind. So there's. There's those factors that I'm sure that the network is looking at and considering and saying, you know, is it is it worth it if this is the way they're going to act every single time that we tell them we haven't made a decision yet? The way that I look at it. From which, which if, not to interrupt you, but no, which, okay. which also makes me think that maybe the answer has already been decided and we just haven't been told that yet. You and I know a lot when it comes to how this industry works. And we've been through it many times. And... Uh, from a business standpoint, solely a business standpoint, not like paranormal, paranormal lover, nothing like that, just straight up business, you're replaceable. Every last one of us are. Um, how many times has your favorite TV show in the entire world gone off the air because it ended and then something replaces it and you think, oh my God, I'll never find another show like this, but then something else comes on and you love it again. Like everybody was devastated about like Game of Thrones. You know, that was a huge hit to everybody. Oh, my God, it's ending. How could this possibly end? People are in in an uproar right now thinking Yellowstone is going to end. Um, Outlander is ending this year. Oh, my God, how are we going to get through this? Well, the, just looking at Yellowstone, there's there's the possibility that the show has to continue without Kevin Costner. Right. Which it will. And it'll Correct. be fine. It won't, so nobody, like, it won't matter. You're devastated when your favorite character is killed off. Do you know what I mean? Like, all of these things happen. But in the real world of television, it's continued. Nobody ever said, I'm never watching TV ever again because my favorite show went off the air. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it will be... I mean, it, it, look at the way that, you know, I'm sure people thought Ghost Hunters wouldn't survive losing Grant Wilson. Right. It did. It did. I'm sure that and people thought, you know, Ghost Adventures wouldn't survive losing Nick Roth, and it did. Right. So... And that's not a bash on them. I love Grant. Nick was super nice when I met him, but... Right. It just means that it just means that the life goes on. <laughs> the, 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 and the fact that there are 400,000 different paranormal TV shows mm -hmm. shows that it's the topic as much as it is the cast. Correct. And, you know, when you have and, and I don't know everything, but right now everybody's investigating the exact same way, pretty much on the exact same channel. What sets you apart from everybody else? 
You know, what do you do differently? What is it about your personality that makes you stand out? Those are the things that you need to worry about. And again, if you're giving the network a hard time or you're doing what you're doing, they'll just easily say, we don't care what your numbers are. The- we don't have to continue to hire you because we don't like your attitude. Um, so the the bottom line here is, you know, all of that stuff aside, they'll, they'll work that out. I don't think that this helps the Destination Fear cast right. in their quest, but also I think maybe the writing was on the wall and that this is a way to kind of get somebody else's attention to say, well, if, if they don't want you, we would like you. Um, Possibly. Which, you know, can happen. They were already tweeting about, if this doesn't work out, where would you like to see us? What would you like our show to be called? Um, so maybe they already have an answer, but even so, that's a really like fast answer considering they just stopped airing unless their contract was up and they already knew, but that's just bizarre because usually you don't continue to air while your contract is up. Well, so. I mean, that, that will all work itself out. What bothered me, and, and, and by the way, this is just set up for what I think is the bigger issue here. Um, what bothered me was less about that stuff mm-hmm. and Okay, so Dakota's going to make a video. Nick's going to make a video. You know what's going to come out of those videos? Nothing. Like, whatever juice and dirt you expect is mm. going to be in there, it's not going to be. There might be some stuff that you didn't know. Right. But, like, the... Or the, a lot of confirming of what you already thought. Right. It's not going to be... And, like, listen, I I know a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also know the people involved, and I know the... Um, the feelings that were involved in everything. Right. And sometimes the feelings involved make things a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't step on Nick and I'll let him make his own video, but let's just say that when, when Ghost Stalkers came out, there mm-hmm. was there were some issues there. Uh, I had no problem with Zach Pryor. We didn't really know each other or communicate with each other. He filmed with him once, but that was it. Zach, uh, I mean, uh, Jeff asked me to be on, mm-hmm. on an episode to share my stories at the Lizzie Boyden house. Did that. Met Zach then for the first time, got along well with him in the couple of hours that I was there. It was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe five, six hours. And then we, maybe even less, and then, you know, maybe a few back and forths on Twitter after that and, mm-hmm. and everything seemed okay. And then obviously when I went to work for Nick and it, it didn't work, the way that things went down with that, and again, I'll let Nick tell that story, mm-hmm. but I wasn't totally surprised that Zach was upset with the way things went. And right. By default, I knew that he would be upset with me. Right. And so that pretty much ended any, like, maybe I can call Zach and get him to come on Spooky <laughs> South Coast this week. I knew those days were going to be yeah. over. And so it wasn't until I just randomly tweeted about how on this episode of Ghost Stalkers tonight, mm-hmm. we are going to try this experiment. And he writes back, yeah, cool experiment, bro. We did that like four years ago on Ghost on Ghost." Adventures. Yeah, he was butthurt for sure. And and I was like, what are you coming after me for, man? Right. I'm just trying to put out a tweet to my, at the time, like, I don't know, like 1,500 followers. Mm-hmm. Like, did you really need to come in and go after me? And then he just got killed by people. Like, right. why do you have to be such a jerk? Just why, why do you have to insert yourself? And it, he, he ended up looking really bad as a result mm-hmm. of it. And again, to my 1,500, like he made it worse because he shared, you know, he retweets it with a comment and then right. more people see it. But I was like, it, it's, you didn't invent everything in the paranormal. Right. And even if you did, people are going to copy it. It's going to happen. Like, just let it go. You don't have to 
attack. But that kind of gave me a little bit of an insight into how he felt about that whole situation. Right. And, you know, his feud with Nick, Nick's feud with him, whatever it is, um, because, you know, we might know some things. There's probably other things that we don't know about because we weren't on the road with them. We didn't film with them. We have no idea. It's the same thing that people do about Jay and Grant. Everybody needs to know the juice. They want to know the tea. And sometimes there isn't Um, any. And sometimes it's just like, do you love every coworker that you've ever worked with at every job? I mean, I think most people know, know? I can't stand you, Uh, but we've survived all this time. I know. It's it's tough. We actually pretend we like each other. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a weird ride home, just saying. But the, um, Um, but the, to me, all right. Maybe this is just me. I, uh, the the gossip person mm-hmm. in me likes to know all the information. Of course. I think everybody feels the that way. The realist in me and the person who kind of chronicles things that goes on in the paranormal and the purposes of the show looks at it and says, I don't need to know all the ins and outs of your friendship mm-hmm. and, and, and why that doesn't work anymore. I just need to know, like, the one thing that I want to know if I want to know about this is... You know, if there's a philosophical difference, what was the philosophical difference? Right. That's the only question that I have that I think, you know, needs to be answered. What was the philosophical difference? I think a lot of people fall in love with the person that they see on TV and and how they portray themselves on screen. You will never, ever truly understand who that person is behind closed doors unless they open that door for you. And I know, like, you're pretty much yourself on social media you put yourself out there in videos you know you don't care about people knowing the real you scott and i do our videos and we're very candid about who we are and how we feel about things and we allow people into our lives just a little bit does that mean we don't go through things you know like you know i i think i could write 2021 completely off of my my life chart if i could because of the amount of family emergencies I had and different things of that sort. But nobody knew that stuff because I don't share the bad, but I don't hide my personality. I can tell you, I probably have at least one story that would shock people about almost every single person that has been on TV or is still currently on TV. That's not my story to tell. And, you know, I always encourage people don't just fall in love with the people that are on screen just because that's what you see. But Fall in love with them because of what they do or who they are as a person. Um, don't just idolize people. And most people take that advice or some people don't. But um, By the way, I'm not signaling you or not, I'm just stretching just, out my arm because I slept on it funny. That's fine. I'm not judging. Um, but we should we should idolize people because they're doing good. Or they're doing something that resonates with you, not because, oh my God, he's so hot, he's on TV. Or just don't idolize them because it's a 44 minutes worth of right. television. Um, <clears throat> so it's 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 silly. And at the end of the day, um, and Scott Scott puts it pretty, pretty well, um, you're on their TV inside their home in their most intimate moments. So that's why people end up feeling connected to you. And sometimes in the strangest ways possible because they don't know anything about you. But um, people get too tied up in in drama and gossip. And I think maybe as an escape for their own life or maybe just because they're nosy, who knows? But again, the, the internet is alive with it right now. And besides, I think he, I think he even puts a little bit too much more uh, emphasis on on what it really is. It's for a lot of people. It's just background noise in their house, right? Like, 
when people say, oh, I was washing the dishes and I heard you come on my TV. Oh, yep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's wh- Why are you watching that? It's been on like three million times. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't seen it enough already? Oh, sometimes I just put it on as background noise. I mean, there's people out there that get really excited for like new episode this time, this night. And I hope that continues. It's, I have a new TV show coming out soon. I hope people want to watch. But it, and, and this is, and again, no, no offense to you or to Scott, but it's such a small portion Mm-hmm. of it's like like tv viewership overall is the numbers are down like <clears throat> like we're basically on television right now like television ratings are like where am radio ratings were when fm mm-hmm. started to take over like it's just who's listening to am radio anymore and so it's kind of like the same thing with television those numbers are down and and the paranormal part of it is so precise so if you you're looking at really a good night mm-hmm. is to get like 200,000 people to watch a television show. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's, and I, I can tell you that I, we get, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads on spooky South coast. So it just shows like how weird, weird, world. weird the numbers are that people get so yep. wrapped up in. Um, but it is, it's a lot of it becomes like an ego thing. And that's where I want to, where, where I want to take this discussion is because it's not about the people on TV. They they all get to do their thing and there's ins and outs of it and stuff that, you know, people that aren't involved in it don't understand about and don't care about. <laughs> it's the people that are inserting themselves into it that irks me. And this is this is the thing that we've been battling against for years because and maybe we maybe we look at it differently because, as I've always said, you know, we kind of backed our way into being lucky with things with Spooky South Coast where we could look at the people that were on TV as just people because we lived in the towns where these people lived that are on these TV shows. So when Ghost Hunters was the one that hit it big and it was at the time the only one out there, mm-hmm. well, we're just 20 minutes away from everybody. So it was really easy to get to know them and to right. hang out with them and to do stuff with them. And so we did. And so for us, it was never, I never looked at watching a, an episode of Ghost Hunters. I mean, maybe at first, because I didn't know them at first, because, mm-hmm. you know, it was on for a couple of years before we started doing this, but I never really looked, and it could also have been the way they presented the show. I didn't look at them as being anybody special. Right. I looked at them as being like, oh, regular people that are doing this, so maybe I can do it too. Yes. And then getting to know them because of all the, you know, opportunities that we had to do so, they were regular people. I remember... Where I was when I was watching an episode, it actually might have been the St. Augustine episode of Ghost Hunters. I was still in high school and I'm I'm watching this in awe and not because of who's on the screen. I literally probably couldn't have told you their names yeah, at the time. Nobody, nobody knew I their names. No That's clue. why they showed you their names at the beginning of every episode. Like even when people say like, I was on Ghost Hunters season one and season two and I was a cast member. I'm like, I couldn't tell if you were or you weren't, you know? Um, so, someday that's like a, a good trivia game to have. Like yeah. you ask somebody like, who was the cast member that did this? Like you, uh, that, that should be like the next thing that we do when we have like one of the cast members of the show on. Yeah. Be like, do you remember this guy? It's almost like who? Right. Like, you should remember they were part of your team. But I saw this this episode and I'm watching. And I remember thinking to myself, as a kid who was trying to hide so much of herself, you know, speaking to ghosts, being able to see them my entire life and really wanting to explore history and ghosts and like, what is this ability that I have? And um, do I have to hide it from the world forever? But watching this and going, oh, my God, there's people out there just like me. 
there's people out there that have the same interests. So to me, it was, it was like a liberating thing. Like, oh my God, I can finally be normal. Um, you know, somebody else is paving the way for me to be accepted. I, I couldn't tell you who Jay was. No, I knew, you know, I knew people like John Zaffis. I knew people like Lloyd Auerbach, uh, Hans Holzer, right. um, the Warrens. Yep. Um, um, if there was a book, I knew about it. Brad Seiger. Like I knew, I knew these folks because the I saw them. Cool. Well, because I saw them on things like In Search Of, That's Incredible, yep. Sightings, all these shows, shows that I would watch mm -hmm. religiously. Or like Halloween specials. Yeah, so I learned like who those people were. And I never realized that there could be run-of-the-mill everyday people that were yep. doing those same things. And so, yeah, that kind of formed a, a kinship with it mm -hmm. where like, oh, I could, I, could, I could be the guy who is a cook and also a sports writer and also looks for ghosts. Yeah. And I think that there was... In those days, there was more of a sense of, like, we were just happy to have something on there that 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 represented our interest. Mm -hmm. Everybody that was interested in it. What happened is, as time went on, and I do blame Ghost Adventures for this, because Ghost Adventures was different. Mm -hmm. They weren't a paranormal team that already existed that was out doing investigations and said, they said, we're going to get together and we're going to look for ghosts because we think that there are ghosts and we want to go mm -hmm. and find them. And that kind of put, put it into a lot of people's minds that we can go do that ourselves and oh, by the way, go grab a camera right? and we'll film it. And so that kind of was the genesis of, of a lot of people trying to get into it for themselves, not from a perspective of wanting to investigate, but mm -hmm. because they want to become famous for investigating. Right. And um, and as that show shot into the stratosphere of the paranormal world, it only made people want that and crave that more. Yes. And so we're, we're going to be taking a break here in a couple minutes. When we come back on the other side, I want to dive more into it. Uh, I think we have, let's just, in the last four minutes we have, let's just get this out of the way. Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. What's shaking, playboy? What's going on, hey. Lamone? Hey, what's up, buddy? Hi, how you doing, Miss Thing? How you been? I'm good. How about you? I'm kind of constipated. But thanks I'm, for asking. I'm sorry. It, that's his thing. Oh, okay. Do you guys remember when you guys went to uh, went the last time you went to go to Amityville? Mm -hmm. And 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 you got and I was you guys said I was you sent out the first the video. I was like right there live. That was like while you were doing it live, wasn't it? I was like right there. And, you know, nobody even said, hey, black guy or anything like that. Hey, feller or nothing like that. When I said that, you know, nothing. I was like, oh, sad and all blue. Then didn't see you guys for a couple more months. Well, anyways, you were talking about ratings. Um, uh, we've been personally, my family and me, myself, uh, it's 18 years when I was a kid. And then for the last 25 years, been a Nelson, Nelson uh, viewer, uh, Raiders ever since then. I've been doing it for the last 25 Going on 26 years. And, last time. And no, it's, it's an outdated huh? system, but I'm glad that I'm glad that you're a part of it, even though I, I don't agree with the system anymore. Well, I try to do do the right things for the right people. You know what I mean? And sometimes even the wrong people pop up too. You know what I mean? For several. And it's like, and personally, like you're like the ghost hunter thing. That show right there. I think that they have this good kind of personable things at times, but I think it 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 can't hold a candle to the ghost adventurers. And not just because I kind of got them going with that start, start that's one thing, but they they're out there doing going to the darkest places, do, dealing with the darkest things, and you know the ghost hunters, ooh, ooh let's go uh, taps, whatever, you know that's that's not. I think that they leave a lot to be desired. 
at least in my eyes, I'm a person that deals with it on, on a weekly basis. So like I said, I think that the ghost adventures goes, you know, goes to, to an extreme. Like I told you what happened to me, uh, like how, how they wanted me to open up the Dybbuk box on that live episode on the seven, on a, of October 31st, on uh, 2017. And I, and I said, I said, F that. I turned around and I said, you know what happens to the, the black guy? Always in the movie, the first time. I'm always the first one to go out. Uh, I'm not going like that. And as soon as I turned on my heels, I said, F that. I got, a, I got three scratches down my right, my left bicep, down to my forearm, and down my, uh, my right shoulder blade, down, down my back, down my butt, to the back of my thigh. Three scratches simultaneously on both sides. Wow, I, I only got about a, I only got about a minute here, Lamone, and then it's going to go to the news. But uh, I just want to let you know, I might I might actually be heading out to Las Vegas later this year. When is that going to be? I have to wait until you two announces when they're going to do their residency. Well, they're going. Yeah, this will be. I'm going to say that to you. See, yeah, so that'll be good. Maybe we could, maybe I get to. So you've already met them, so I don't know. Maybe I, we could hook up to with them. I don't know. Like I said I, I I haven't had any problems with them when I see them. Like I said, ever since I was in the music video. Like I said, you know, the, still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah, well, we'll have to see if I if I uh, if I get the tickets, you will be the first person I, I call to to let you know I'm heading out there. What about uh, you know, Stevie Nicks is going to be here on the 16th of next month. Yeah, she's she's month. coming here with Billy Joel too. I got to hold you there though because I'm up against the news break. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna cut us off. I'll hold after the break. No, no, we're gonna move on to a different part of the discussion. Oh, come on. No, you no, we got we got more to discuss. You have me on any time. All, all right, Bye, Lamone. Lamone. Thank get you. Some fiber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day. My favorite joke, by the way, was when Alf's family became a Nielsen family on Alf, and he said, Nielsen, I just learned how to spell Tanner. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back after the news. Number two of Spooky South Coast, Tim Weisberg here, along with psychic medium Stephanie Burke. And we are talking about the paranormal. That's what we do here on Saturday nights. And if you are new to the program, if you've never heard us before, check out our podcasts. Wherever you find your podcast, you will find Spooky South Coast. We've been doing this for, oh, 17 years. So there's, you know, 600 plus episodes out there for you to download and check out. And you can get them wherever podcasts are found. And um, we're, we're, we're pretty, um, we're, we're, We've been around the block, I guess you could say. Uh, we've been here. We've been commenting on these shows when they were all new, and now, now look at it. So we were talking in the first hour about this, 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 this drama, and I hate using that word because it comes up so often. But the this drama of what's been going on around Zach Bagans mm -hmm. and the accusations that are out there from people that. You know, true or not, it doesn't matter. The fact that people are lobbying these accusations against him, uh, you know, and we know people who have made their entire 
paranormal identity being attacking Zach. And that's, you know, and it's it's hollow. We're still seeing it now. It's hollow to do that because what what are you giving us except, you know, taking shots at, 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 at the top guy? I think the funniest part is watching brand new people come out of the woodwork and just make their whole personality bashing people on television or making fun of the television because you're still dedicating your entire life to that stuff. So if you're coming at it from a negative perspective, it makes you look bad. And I still say to this day, any person that bashes, and I said this in, 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 in a Facebook post I made about this whole thing, mm-hmm. somebody who bashes Zach would be the first person to go jump on the show if he asked them to do it. Yes. Also, the only reason you're doing it is because you want your own shot at fame. Yeah, you do it for clout. And if you think for a second that Zach is reading anything you put out there, you're out of your mind. It doesn't matter if other, you know, semi-celebrities or celebrities are seeing what you do. It, I, nobody's going to look at you and be like, wow, your I'm, entire I'm, life is negative. I don't know. I, I can tell you sometimes Sometimes Zach does reply to, or acknowledge when you've bashed him. I, I, I might know that from experience. We're talking years ago. <laughs> Dude's got his own museum I, out there. He's yeah, doing I don't, his thing. I don't, he, think, I don't think he he's, cares. He's not going through, uh, you know, no. Instagram or Twitter or TikTok searching for his own name but the right the 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 part of it is it, it, people want to chase that clout correct and we saw that happen with one particular person i'm not even going to name the account because i don't want to give the person that much um i don't know th- i can think of a couple no but there was one in particular where this guy comes out of the woodwork when all this stuff is happening and I, i've never heard of the guy right i've been doing this a long time and i don't know everybody but I, I, I know a lot of people, right. and I, or at least I see a lot of accounts on social media. This guy comes out of nowhere and is like, you know, uh, Zach and I have been friends for 10 years. And the minute he said that, I was like, I don't believe you because Zach doesn't have any <laughs> friends. Uh, so um, I was just like, there's, there's, there's no way that this guy's telling the truth. And then he starts telling all these stories and he's getting all these likes and follows and everything from mm-hmm. people that can't wait for part two, can't wait for part three. And as it turns out, really, like none of it was true. Right. Because he's just making up stories to try to get attention. And I, you know, I said to you, I said, I could go and share all my Zach stories right now and all mm-hmm. the things that I know to try to get clout. But why would I do that? What's the point? Yeah. What, what, what do you get off of that? If, if it excites you every day to open up your social media and see how many likes and shares and reactions you got. That's all it is. Get a life. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly care about how many likes I get on, on one thing. Do you? Yeah. My food. If I put out like a food photo. Well, it's because it's spooky snack coast. Yeah. I want to, I want people to appreciate the fact um, that I've still got it as a cook. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've ever worried about that. I've just shared my authentic self and, um, or business stuff. Like I use social media for business. I always have. Sometimes I'll post personal things, but for the most part, I use it for business and people out there, their, their entire, the bane of their existence is talking about paranormal this and that and dramatic stuff and, and just to get those follows and those likes and those shares and those numbers up is just, I don't know, it's it's ludicrous to me. Because at the end of the day, like, you're a real person. You have a real life. That's not your real life. So and it's almost like you would you would be upset about somebody who is just um, 
signaling for Zach, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, or anybody. If you were just like, if somebody was just making videos all the time about how much they love a, a person on television, you'd be like, stop it. They don't, they're not going to see it. They're not going to care. So it's, it's the same thing when you just attack them. And, and you know, and I, I have people who I'm friends with that do that. And, uh, I, I just look at it and I say, oh, okay. Like I'll come back when there's something else that I, I want to see, but that stuff just doesn't. It's not going to get you anywhere. It, yeah, and I've seen people do it for years, and it's it's like what's what's the point? Eventually, all you become known as is that one thing, and people just get annoyed with it, and they just stop following you. Like look at Tom Brady. Okay, mm -hmm. the guy was in the NFL for 20 years, and for 20 years, people just bashed him and bashed him and bashed mm -hmm. him. People, I know this is hard to hear outside New England, but people didn't like Tom Brady. You know how people feel about him now, except for the people that are like, oh, I'm a Tom Brady fan. And mm -hmm. I, I like him now that he's in Tampa Bay. Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> you, then you were never really a Patriots fan. I never had an issue but with anyway. Tom Brady. But the people who are, uh, you, you know, the people who are anti-Tom Brady now that he's not on the, well, I mean, it doesn't matter now that he's retired, but right. still, the people that, like, decided they didn't want anything to do with him anymore when he left town, you know, that, that's how the rest of the NFL felt about him for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So for 20 years, people were... Tired, sick and tired of hearing about this guy, sick and tired of seeing his success, yet he still just kept winning. He still just kept having success, mm -hmm. and none of it mattered. And that's Zach. Yep. You know, I, it, it, I can't believe I'm about to say this. He's the Tom Brady of the paranormal. They called him the Kardashian, so I, it's the same thing. No, yours was better. Mine, mine hurts a little bit more. I think at the end of the day, like, what you are basically sitting there and portraying is that you are jealous of his success, which doesn't do anything. Show the world why you are better or why you think you're better and show the world that you can be just as successful. And the other thing that really irked me were all the comments that came from people like, oh, mm -hmm. I've got stories I could tell. Right. No, you don't. Oh, I've had experiences with Zach that I could share. No, no you, you don't. don't. Like you're, none of this stuff is true. None of this stuff is true because you know why I know, why I know it isn't true? Because you would have already said it. Right. You would, and you wouldn't have just teased it. You would have come out with it. So, for example, like, all right, a big, a big thing happened with a paranormal event company over the last couple of weeks that didn't pay for uh, a, a location. They, they owe them money, and so the mm -hmm. the person that owns the location says, "Enough's enough. We're going to have to take to social media to warn people about these folks." Yep. And did I go and comment underneath that and say, oh, I could tell you stories about that company? Right. No, I went out and I shared the story that I could share about that company. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I didn't tease it to try to get people to respond or follow me, being like, oh, if I follow him, maybe he'll maybe he'll share that story and I'll see it again. It's just, it's hollow when you do it. But unfortunately, sorry for saying this, too many people in the paranormal are dumbly blinded to that because mm -hmm. they like the drama part of it so much that they just... They just follow, they hit that follow button because I mean, listen, they don't want to miss out on it. There's a reason why TMZ exists. They, they try that for the paranormal. It didn't, it didn't last. No, just in general. People want gossip. They want drama. They want to focus on somebody going through something that just sounds juicy or, or awful. They love to watch people suffer. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. I, I just want to see... I think people should get exactly what they deserve, and that's it. I just want to see a time when something can happen without everybody trying to utilize it to their own advantage. Mm -hmm. You know, this this doesn't happen in other areas of life. You know, uh, when when something happens in the news, people aren't commenting underneath. They're like, oh, I could tell you some stories about <laughs> Donald Trump, but I'm not going to. 
Oh, I could tell you some stories about Joe Biden, but I'm not going to. No, that doesn't happen. It's weird. It's 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 obviously hollow when you right. do it. And I don't know why you think that people are falling. Oh, I, I guess I shouldn't say that because people do fall for it. Right. And people do pay attention. And that's that's the problem. 508-996-0500 if anybody wants to call in and, and chime in on this. And again, I know it's not something that a, a, appeals to everybody that's in the paranormal world because a lot of people in the paranormal world have said, I, I don't want to watch any of these shows either. Watch, so Watch my show. It's, well, <laughs> that's, that's a whole different thing. So I'm a nice person. Well, that doesn't matter. I'm not going to watch it because of that. Yeah, you are. No, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm not going to watch it anyway. I'm just going to. You absolutely are. I'm going to duct tape you to a chair I'm just gonna, and duct tape your eyelids I'm just open. Gonna read, gonna watch it. I'm just going to read the uh, online uh, recaps. No, you're not. You can't get me to break my I don't watch paranormal shows anymore. I absolutely streak. can. I watch a few things. I've, I've watched a few things that have popped up here and there. But If you can watch yourself, you can watch me too. It's funny because it started off in the early days with... And if you go, if you ever go back and watch the early Ghost Hunters, which I don't think that I have done in a long time, but if you go I back and watch them, we we probably, we're probably going to have to watch the Armory one because we might be going to the Armory soon. But I did watch that one live. We um <laughs> we if you watch those early shows, they definitely were trying to push their personalities. Mm-hmm. They were trying to create some behind the ghost scenes drama. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have like. Does Jason's wife like the fact that they have the trailer out in the yard? And do, does Brian's girlfriend like like him going out with the group? And Brian Bell gets uh, thrown off the show and all this stuff. That, like, they were playing and in, leaning into some of that. Right. And they went away from that over the years because it became less about the personalities and more about the investigations. And when you look at that, like some of the shows are actually kind of coming back around toward being more about the personalities. Mm-hmm. So as much as... Ghost Adventures is about the locations, the history, the experiences. It's also through that Zach lens. The personality is what sells it for the people that watch it. And I think, you know, no offense toward toward the Ghost Hunters crew, mm-hmm. but for them, it's that lack of personality right. that that appeals to them. And I don't mean that they're not they're not personable no, people. No, they just don't include it in the yeah, show. Yeah, they just they they hold back. Like there's a little bit here and there, but they don't they don't let that dictate. The right. way the show runs, they let the the investigation do that, and so I think you're seeing like a little bit now where they try to find a mixture of it. Lamone, I'm not I'm not taking another Lamone call. One call per show, Lamone. One call per show, and um, the the way that it goes now is it can be an either or. Mm-hmm. Or even a little bit of a mixture of both, and it does work in some regard. Obviously, it does for this Destination Fear show because people like the folks that are on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't watch it, so I haven't. I've never even seen an episode, so I don't know how personality driven that it is. But I know that the people who are on the show matter to the people that watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you look at some of these other shows that are out there, and you say, well, they could put anybody into that show. There, were, there was a show I can't even remember the name of it, but. <coughs> It came out years ago, and it was it was not on for very long, and it was supposedly this team that had been around for a while, mm-hmm. and they were going out and going on these investigations, but like everybody in the paranormal was like, I've never heard of these people. 
like how are they a team that's been around for a while and it comes to find out they weren't a team they were just right. a bunch of people that were plucked because the the network thought they'd all be good on tv mm-hmm. and they were like just pretend like you guys have been around and they didn't they had zero chemistry mm-hmm. i think that might have been the last show that i watched like the last new show i don't know what that is i, I can't remember the name of it um jeez what they do it didn't last very long didn't I, have a psychic I don't know. Okay. I didn't. I didn't get in depth enough to to learn all that stuff. I know some of them weren't on for very long. I wish I could remember more details about it, but it was, it was just not a very good. There, there was no chemistry in I'm, that team. I'm also afraid to suggest anything because then I'm going to look like <laughs> that's how I feel about those shows. Right. It's like, oh, you're talking about no, no, no. That's not what I mean. I can I can try to text you my ideas. Uh, it's, um, I, I probably wouldn't even remember if you did. But there's there's always going to be that that appeal for networks to try to put something on that 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 mimics something else. And we we went through quite a period of that. Right. And I think we're seeing now, and, I, and part of the reason why we're seeing so many people insert themselves into this is there's less opportunities for people. Right. Because they're they're taking the shows that have been successful and they're saying, hey, you know what? We're just going to put you on our streaming service. Mm-hmm. And we don't really necessarily want to dedicate so much of our, you know, primetime lineup anymore to these shows. Or And it ebbs and flows. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. they say, okay, now let's go back to that well because we know our viewership is down and that will bring people back. So, it, it you know, it all depends on... I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they just want to be a successful as a platform when it comes to streaming because of things like Netflix. Netflix was well, was never on, you know, primetime television. They just started this whole thing. It was successful, and now you have all these different things that are trying to copy the entire process. There, there were all those people that complained when Discovery Plus came out because, right. oh, they're only putting the new season of my favorite show on Discovery Plus, right. so I have to get it to get... Like, yes, because they're trying to get people to subscribe. Correct. And they know that that, that didn't... That wasn't a knock on those shows. That was actually... That was a force your hand. Uh, and it showed how popular they were, yep. that they needed to build it around that. It's like, well, they're not going to have a, a Stranger Things or, a, mm-hmm. you know, what else has been a huge success, like sustained success. Is it Tiger King? But even that was a limited thing. I know, but it was still like that forced a lot of people to subscribe during the pandemic. So you know they're they're not going to have that that option for a lot of uh, other opportunities. Oh, why are the phone lines lighting up? They're not all alone. <laughs> they're not all alone. Um, no, they're not. All right, let's go to the calls. Okay. <laughs> Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Uh, hi, Jim. How you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, slightly off topic because I don't know. Uh, the shows you're talking about, but I'm just listening to it and I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a movie that's going to be coming out. I don't know how you feel about these type of movies. The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. I don't know if I've seen seen that one come out, but it's... it's it, you know, it's, it's due to come out like, I don't know if it's April or May. I don't know if you've seen like a coming attraction. And I know it's based on real, real people, if not a real person, um, that, you know, there's priests that do exorcisms and they investigate. Oh, no, no. The, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with the person that, uh, Father Gabriel Amor, th- these are, yeah, these are based on, on the, he was the chief exorcist for the Vatican for a while. I don't know if that's the particular person. I'm it, not sure. It, it I is. Catch the yeah, name. I, I just looked it up. But that's I was just that's wondering the person. what's your take on these type of 
movies or whatever. I mean, it looks interesting, but I'm like, it looks really good. But this kind of stuff scares the shit out of me. So much. There's, there's been so many of them uh, over, over the years. Uh, you know, the exorcism of Emily Rose, the exorcism of this person. You know, and so many movies about exorcists that have come out in the last like 15 years or so. Um, but you know, this one having, having Russell Crowe first of all is going to uh, help really. Um, you know, make it promote it. Yeah, is it, well, it's going to help it be like kind of one of those. It'll probably be one of those movies that that gets a lot of artistic exception. Uh, you know, uh, gets a lot of artistic uh, appreciation as mm -hmm. well as getting uh, you know the popcorn audience. But yeah, it, if it's it based, looks, see, it looks interesting, but it's like this type of stuff. You know, when it's more based real life versus. Um Freddy Krueger and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, based, know? Father Amorth being based on his files, that makes me very interested in seeing it because uh, I've heard interviews with him over the years and about some of the cases that they, they have taken on that were that were actually sanctioned by the church. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that comes out. Let's see, what's the release date on that? April 14th? Hey, that might this be something. about right, yeah. I, I know it's coming up in the next two months. I, like, you know, when I watch YouTube videos, sometimes it's an advertisement. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it looks, it looks good, but it, it scares the shit out of me because... It might be... Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to have to let you go there. That was two, so... Oh, sorry. No no problem. I Just by the rules, I got to let you go. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Okay, uh, bye-bye. Um, it happens when you... When you're talking about horror movies, you know, you know, people get a natural guttural <laughs> reaction. But the, um, the, a lot of those movies that have come out have been super cheesy. Yep. And always with any horror movie, I worry that the ending is never going to deliver. Right. And there's been a few the last couple of years that have come out that have been okay. And so I do have a lot of hope for the parent, for the horror movie genre. The other the other thing about it too is if it doesn't bring a lot of people out to the theater right away, they go to streaming pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So if I you know I don't know that I'll necessarily go to the theater to see it. Depends on the reviews, but um, I know that we you know we should be able to see it relatively quickly. I I did enjoy. I, I have a. I know you don't like horror movies. I don't. I know you don't. But. By the way, I, I meant to mention to you if if you didn't see Megan, you you can. It's it's not a horror movie. Um, no, I'm good. I'm it's, all set. It's not a horror movie. I don't know why they called it that. It's more of a thriller. But um, still all set. I watched a movie called Skinamarink. It's the only movie that's ever unnerved me. Like in I my saw life. you post about it, and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm all set. It it I want to watch it again, but I haven't I haven't brought myself to do it yet. See, I don't, I don't get a thrill out of. Oh my god, I'm gonna scare myself. This like it was like directly out of my own nightmares. No, it was not okay. It was freaky. Ugh. I cannot recommend it enough for people who are horror fans. All right, let's go back to the phones. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Good evening. You're on uh, Spooky South Coast. Hey Tim, how's it going? Been a long time since I called your show. Yeah, Steph, it's been even longer since I've spoken to you. Maybe five years ago, just before COVID, like a year and a half. I think you might remember me. About eight years ago, I talked to you about um, I moved into my friend's apartment. He passed away. My cat kept walking around where he physically passed away. And I didn't know that like three weeks later. Do you remember that conversation we had? I don't know if you remember that. But... I'm not sure. So in the last couple of weeks, um, I wasn't sleeping right. Some of my friends around me and not having not take care of themselves while the issues. So the last week or so, I started re rejuvenating myself. And two nights ago, because I have a photogenic memory, so when I have dreams, I can tell you four or five like exact sequence and all the details. 
and I woke up kind of scattered and I couldn't put it together. And yesterday I found out that uh, one of my relatives um, got assaulted away from this area and he's not doing really well. But I was I was trying to ground myself last night and today I reached out and I remember that night when he spoke to me when I called in about what I was dealing with then, the house I was living in. But you had said to me, most of all, ground myself, take care of myself and it can all work out, take care of yourself. So I've been doing that for the last day and a half. And about two hours ago, one of my friends called me and he said to me, he said, Phil, you're a good community guy. You help so many people. You've taken better care of your health overall the last couple of years. And Tim knows that. I know Tim a little bit. And about an hour ago, it hit me. You know, son, sometimes um, we don't give ourselves enough credit that we're actually doing good. Yeah. So I realized I haven't listened to Tim's show in so long. So I was listening to... Yeah, basketball. We haven't done it in so long, so <laughs> don't feel so bad. We we haven't been here in a while, so. Yeah, you haven't been there for a while. Yeah, you've talked about those. But so I went to the shower, and I I put on the radio, and there's stuff. And I'm thinking about what she said to me that night because she was con she was concerned about I you was know, saying how it was affecting me, and I was thinking to myself, you know, sudden maybe there's this a gift. I don't understand what it is. Maybe it's like a, like a, like an AWACS, like an early warning system. Um, my family member, extended family, I've been around for a long time. Um, he's doing really bad. He might not make it. But I realized that that gives me like a point that I can prepare myself. And that's kind of what you said to me like six or seven years ago. And I called in from my old house, so. And I'm sounds... so glad tonight I listened and I put on the radio, and there you are next to Tim. And it makes me feel like um, overall I'm doing pretty good. That's hmm. really good. I can't affect the outcome. I could be supportive of right. my other relatives, my extended family. But so when something's going on around you, regroup, make sure you're good, because if you're burnt out, you can't help anybody. And that's what you're trying to remind me that night. And I talked about my my friend that moved into his apartment for situation. So, but um, well, thank you for everything you do in the community. And Tim, thank you too. Thank you for the call. You have a good night, Phil. Thank you. Yeah, boy. And uh, let's see. We do have one more call here on the line. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You are next on WBSM. Hello. I feel it, Shawnee calling, and it's you have a Burke with you right now. I do. Stephanie Burke, uh, yes. My name is Burke, too. B-U-R-K-E is hers. B-U-R-K-E? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yes. It is. Well, maybe we're related. Probably not. We don't know. It's not It's not my real last name. No? No. No, she just made it up for the radio. <laughs> really? No. No. Really? It's, a, it's an X name. Oh, so listen, Tim. Uh, I want you, you... My number shows up, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I need you to call me because I want to talk about some... You're into the old stuff, 
and all that. And then I don't want to say it like on WBSM in the morning, so I think I feel more safe now. I think I'd like you to call me or I could, I don't know if I could call you about it, but about the old things and there's some other things that I want to speak to you about. I mean, I'm not in trouble, am I? <laughs> no, no, not at all. But I mean, I think it would help the both of us. I mean, I have a lot of stuff too and that you're interested in. In other words, you know what I mean? Like I listen all the time to what you say and what you're what you like and you you like you go in and, and I have antiques I have a lot of stuff but I don't want to say that on BS no I get you, you. Know what I, mean? I, I get you, you. Know, everybody hears everything there yeah no I totally so, understand I, I, although I wait a minute are you saying nobody listens to this show no I'm just kidding I'm teasing you yeah they do but not as much because they're already they were already asleep uh, they were asleep we, we just podcast to the entire world Shawnee and that's all <laughs> <laughs> But I was, uh, <laughs> I was, I was telling Stephanie about your Matt Fraser experience uh, earlier too. Matt yeah, Fraser, yeah, Stephanie, Stephanie Burke, she's got my name. Yep, she's yeah, she's yeah. she's a psychic right. medium herself. She's Man. she's she's the real deal. I can vouch for her. I gotta tell you something. Listen, Tim, I have papers and everything about my family history. That's why I want to talk to you too. By the way, I have all the proof. On what we owned, I owned, listen, a hundred years ago, my my grandfather owned where Candleworks is. Mm-hmm. Okay, he owned all that Elm Street, mm-hmm. where, the, where the Elm Street garage is, and all, that was all my property. I'll show you. I have it all in black and white. I can bring you everything. I want to sit down with you, and when you have time... We can sit down together because I listen to you all the time, and I can see there's a lot of things that I could share with you together, and we have a lot of things in common. Like, you know what I mean? It's not really the media things, right. but it's other things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I see, and and, and some, I need to sit down with you when you have time because I know you're very busy. Well, I think so we can we can arrange time. something for sure. Yeah, you have my number there. It shows up. I do. Right? I just I just wrote it down. Okay, so you can call me at any of your time when you're free, whatever, because there's a lot. I have a lot of antique stuff and all that stuff that you like and stuff. So, And I need your help, too, with that because you're really good with that. But not, I don't need the help with the medium because I'm not into it, but the all the other stuff, you know? Right. But, okay, both of you, I love you. Have a great night. Okay? We love I'm you, too. Always listening. I'm always listening. And I don't like the way people treat you, Tim, on on your show at all. I don't care for that. That really bothers me. That they they can be so rude and talk like that and do all those things. It's not nice. I don't even know how how you even allow it. Well, I've decided I'm I'm not going to be nice anymore. I'm going to give yeah, it right back I to them. Like so it. It, ag- it really ag- aggravates me. And you know, you don't need that. You're too good of a person. You're too good of a man. You're too good. You're a good person. Well, you thank don't you. need them people doing that to you. It really aggravates me. Well, I mean, okay. I, it, 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 as, as long as as long as at the end of the day, you know, we can we can all agree on one little thing. It doesn't have to be everything, but we can all find some common ground somewhere. Yeah, but what about the ones that call up and all say all those nasty things? That's not right. Yeah, I'll just hang up on them. 
No, that's not right. I don't like that. That's rude. That's, that's terrible. They, they should be shut. That shouldn't even be allowed to even come through the air. Whatever. Okay. Okay, before I go on a tangent, I'm going to bed with my dog. Good night. All right. Love Good night, Shawnee. Love you, too. Good night. Good night. night. And, um, yeah, so for those who are listening to this show that don't listen to my daytime show, um, there are some callers who, uh, who don't like me. They don't see, see, it's not even that they don't like me. They don't like my perspective on things. They don't like my opinion on things. They don't like my, my point of view and my ideology. And so rather than, you know, decide, well, I don't want to listen to this guy because I don't agree with him. Instead, they decide to call up and, and argue with me. Right. And which I'm, I'm always happy to have a conversation and back and forth with people that I don't agree with. But then you get people who just take it too far and have to call me names and, you know. I mean, I get it. People do the same thing to me. She just called and said she wasn't into me. So <laughs> no, she said she's not into the mediumship. I know. She she said she loves you. She just doesn't. She's I, not interested um, in mediumship. Which is fine. Yeah, as you know, there's I lots think, of people that are like that. I think there's there's we're gonna call them so-called mediums out there that make it so people have to say I'm not into this, as if like you're gonna shove it in their face. Well, which, I mean, how many times have people come to our events where? You know, you might be taking them for the table, some people for the table tipping session. Yep. And there's some people who are like, no, I, I, I'm happy to be here with you and hang out and investigate with you, but that's just not my thing. You know? Honestly, very few. But there's but, there's people. I mean, I think people just either don't want to do the added expense or, you know, whatever. I've never had anybody be like, I'm not into that, especially if they're into ghost stuff already. But um, I think it's, it's other people that go out there trying to make a name for themselves. And I would say the majority of them are fraudulent have to shove it in your face that that's what they do and try to cold read you in order to kind of like get themselves out there that is not me i i only i do my job when people pay me to do my I'm job i'm picking up <laughs> that you lost somebody in your life that oh their name God. starts with g yeah no it doesn't maybe a grandmother have you lost a grandmother oh my god i mean do you want to go on your like your psychic uh Retirement again because you could be two no. for two right now. No, when I when I no, I'm not okay. gonna I'm not gonna risk my perfect record. You don't have to because that would have been accurate had I gone with it. So. See, see, um, I picked up no, but but that's that's yeah, that's a whole different thing. Um, you know, I I hate that. Or the conversations we were having earlier, um, one of those people constantly say, "I have an urgent message for you." They love you. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Like, you fire people up and you play with their emotions and their grief. Like, it's so urgent. And it's something that every single past loved one comes through and says no matter what. Because that's exactly how they feel. Have any of my past loved ones ever come around when, when you're with me and they say, screw him. No. Tell him I said he, should, he can go to hell. No. Okay. Because then I would definitely believe it. I would it was tell you. one of my relatives. No, I... Some of them swear. No, we have a, we have a mutual agreement. I don't want to know, like... I don't even think we've ever really had to have that conversation. There's been times where if if I have crossed that line with you, it was because it needed to be crossed. People have said to me, like, oh, it must be nice having a friend who's a psychic medium who can give you, you know, really? those connections. I was like, no, I would never ask, and you I don't want her to tell it. me if it, if it does happen. I think, I think all of my close friends in life... Because um, I want to pretend that I have secrets from you that you don't know about. Oh, yeah. No, that's not a thing. I like to... I like, but in my mind, I like to think that it's still possible. Yeah, but at the same time, when you're really going through something, like in the last, I don't even know how long we've been friends at this point. Um, I would say pr we're probably closer to two decades than one. But 
you've literally just said to me, I know you already know. And then it's easy. It's like uh You don't that, have to explain yourself. It's like that meme from Titanic. It's been 87 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all of my close friends in my life have, have had that same comment. Like, aren't, aren't you so lucky? What's it like being friends with her? And like, we don't look at her any different. Because she doesn't talk about it all the time. I um, I, I think that a lot of folks... You know, going back to what we were talking about before where we talked about, you know, people that don't go and partake in the table mm-hmm. tipping. I think there are just some people that aren't aren't ready for that because they know if they see, if there's 50 people at the event and 49 of them are going in there for this and yeah. so many of them are like, oh, I've seen her do this before. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's always the, the person that's like, I don't know that I'm ready for this yet. And I think we're, we're starting to see people become more ready overall like i was i was talking with a guest i had recently on on my other show about you know the expansion of consciousness and how people are getting more comfortable with that now and it's it's kind of a good byproduct of the of the pandemic is that we had to kind of we had time to be introspective a little bit right and so we are seeing people get more in tune with that i'm sure you've seen it happen where you've got people now that are far more open to this than they were you know five years ago it's interesting um to watch the expansion of all of it for the past three years. And I think when people were home alone, left their own devices, they like, what's my future look like? What does any of our futures look like? Mm-hmm. So that kind of stepped in and other people were like, let me work on myself because I can't do anything else. Hell, gyms were shut down. So nobody could even, you know, go outside and, and do any type of self-care that they were used to. So definitely, <clears throat> I think so. But, uh, you know, I'm not here to convince anybody either. You do you, I do me. And if you have questions, I'm here. And if you do a reading with me, then you know exactly what I'm about. But other than that, like, I'm cool. There's, you know, whenever I talk about these topics during the daytime show, uh, there's always going to be some people that are going to call up and be like, yeah, well, you know, uh, I want to talk about something that matters more than ghosts, you know? So what you're saying is I have to come back on your daytime show and talk about it more? No, I'm just saying there's people going to call up and say that they don't want to. They don't I want know. to hear you. That's why I said I think that I should come back on. But there's there's <laughs> always, you know, the people who do want to call yeah. in because they want to share a little something. And so we had somebody that called the other day mm-hmm. and said, you know, I don't know, this might sound crazy. And they were describing how they have somebody that, that must be in their house that comes and sits down next to them on the bed. And, you know, they can see the indentation on the bed and they can yep. feel the bed go down. And that they, they get the smell of a loved one who has passed. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to explain, like, it's far more common than you think. Mm-hmm. Like, even with all of the, you know, we're talking about all those proliferation of TV shows and everything yeah. that's happened in the paranormal world, people still don't understand that it is far more common than they realize. It's very common, but I think, you know, I explain it to a lot of people, um, like, as kids, um, we don't know any different. We have no idea what exists in the world. Um, we spend the majority of our our young years, I would say at least a decade, believing in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and everything else. And then you eventually find out that the two people or however many people that you trusted most in this world lied to you. Hold on, there might be kids listening. I don't think so. It's too late. Um, Podcast. I consider this. Um, it's still. Um, put a warning on there. But even little things like you go to leave the house. Did you leave the coffee maker on? Did you unplug your hair straightener or blow dryer? Did you make your bed? Um, I joked with one of my clients the other night about... Make your bed before you leave. Some people do it. Just going to make it later anyway. Serial killers do that stuff. Um, But one of the things that I do is like I can never remember if I shut the garage door or not. 
So I always like panic and I have to turn around and make sure that I did. And your, your brain physically pushes out information in your short-term memory that it deems not important. And that creates self-doubt. So we have all these things that come into our lives that just eventually block us from any type of intuition that we might have. But then you look at weird things happening. I can't tell you how many times I've looked at weird things that happen and, and go, okay, like, is, is there a logical explanation to this or was that supernatural? And I actually have to stare at it for a while. And sometimes the most bizarre things in the entire world happen and I'm standing there shocked because I don't know what to, what to make of it. Um, very logical people and very analytical people will look at something extremely strange and be like, yeah, no, that's not a thing. Or they won't pay attention to signs. I think you, you have to want to believe in it even just a little bit in order to really experience it in the way that most people do experience it. One, one of the fears that I have about talking about this topic is, it, it, and I shouldn't say fear, but it's a, it's a concern, mm -hmm. is that people will think less of what I say about other things. And I've kind of learned over the years not to really care about it anymore. Yeah, I don't. But it, it, it did used to irk me before. Now mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, whatever. Right. I, I almost look at it like, hey, I'm far more open-minded than you are because I'm willing to go down this road. And people also make assumptions about what I believe about the paranormal because I believe in it. Like, oh, well, you think you're talking to dead people. And no offense to you, Stephanie, but I'm not convinced that all the ghosts that we interact with are dead people, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, to me, it's, it, it's, it's when people pigeonhole me like that, they don't know what they're talking about. So right. I don't really get that worked up about it, but I used to. And I remember like when I got hired for the newsroom, you know, uh, I said to Taylor Cormier, you know, six months after I started working there, did you have concerns about hiring the guy that believes in ghosts and UFOs to, and he's like, yeah, absolutely. I did. Yeah. And I thought that was odd because he would call in to Spooky South Coast to tell us he saw a UFO. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that was strange that he would be concerned about hiring me for it. But, and I've I've suffered people who have called in and, and you tried to use that against me. Right. I plan on having Stormy Daniels on my daytime show when she mm -hmm. has the, the time. She's filming a, a new movie now she's directing mm -hmm. where I want to have her on to talk about the, when she was in court against Michael Avenatti mm -hmm. and he tried to use her belief in the paranormal to discredit right. her as, as, as a, as a person making a viable funny. complaint. Yeah. So, you know, these, these things have changed and I'm sure for you, there's been also that adjustment now so much, not a big deal, but mm -hmm. you know, you always were nervous about coming out with these abilities right? because of that very thing that people would judge you just based on that belief. I was also very young too. So I was still in that, that mindset that like, well, you still care what people think about you when you're young. Right. Like you just, the world is impressionable at that point and you're still trying to make your way in the world and figure out who you are. And my whole thing is, I mean, anybody that knew me then and even knows me now, how shy I am. Um, and to have to explain to people that have known you your entire life that not only did you keep this a secret, but your mother did too. And your grandmother did. And, um, it's just, it's, it's a lot and it's a lot to process yourself. So I just always thought like, this is much easier to just keep it to myself. And I was taught to keep it to myself because of the, the generation I grew up in was just not overly accepting of anything strange. It didn't matter, you know, if you believed in ghosts or you believed in something other than what the nineties generation believed in. If you were even a smidge different, you were wrong. Um, so it just wasn't an easy time. And, uh, I don't care anymore. 
my response to a lot of things. Like people will, will sometimes bash Reiki and um, like, oh, how could you do this? Or that's fluff or that's this and that. I'm like, actually, no, it's used in every massive major hospital across the world. It's written about in medical journals. Um, it's recognized by um, doctors in, in hospitals as pain management. And when people hear that, they're like, oh, you know, they, their church or their friends or whoever are just telling them, oh, that's not real. That's against this, this, and that. It's like, it's actually a medical practice now. Um, and same thing goes for what I do. You know, there are there people out there that are faking it? Yes. <laughs> are there people that are accepting jobs on a daily basis that they're faking their way through? Yes. That has nothing to do with the paranormal. But um, there are actually scientists and medical doctors that study people like myself at universities um, to write about different things. One of the things that um, um, I can't think of the, the college right now. I'll have to look it up so I'm not wrong and I can, I can picture it, um, but I want to make sure that I say it correctly. Um, they have an entire department that is dedicated to studying people like myself and to actually prove that consciousness exists outside of the physical body. They study everything from minds like my own um, to the, uh, it's in Virginia. Well, the, the, the Rhine Institute is, is, uh, where they started doing it, but there's also the, the one starts with an M. And I'm blanking on it. Uh, we do have a phone call here that I want to take. All right, and, we'll take and that while just, I look it up. Just going back to what you said before about like not caring what people think. You know, I was watching the the YouTube documentary that's on uh, Disney Plus that just got released yesterday. I was watching that earlier today, and uh, and Bono said that Brian Eno gave them some great advice years ago, where he said, mm -hmm. you know, basically he said, you know, stop worrying about being cool, and then you can really be who you are. And I think that that's kind of the way I look at things. Like, yeah. stop worrying about, like, how people thought if I was cool Pave or not. your own way. Don't worry about what other people do. Yeah, like we've been talking about this whole time. Squeezing a call here. Okay. You're next on Spooky South Coast. Hello. Hey, Tim, I apologize. Thank you, Stephanie, what you just said about your childhood. You mentioned that, like, many years ago a few times. Mm -hmm. When I talked to you guys tonight, it was the 14th time since 1974. And at some point in the next 24 hours, either somebody I know or love, or somebody connected to me, either passed away or got sincerely hurt. That's what I was processing in the last couple of days. So when you just brought that back to what you were saying a few times on this show, I, I, I try to deal with that. And it makes me feel like I'm a freak or people think I'm crazy. No, not at all, Phil. There's something grounded. I thank God that I'm still of mind, so I haven't lost my mind or not, like put away somewhere. And so, and thank you again, young lady. No problem. And you know my number. Please call me tomorrow or Monday, okay? All right. Well, I'll talk to you Monday anyway. You you call me if you don't hear from me. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care. And uh, we're just about out of time. Did you find... I did. So it's the University of Virginia, which I was suspecting, but I want to make sure I did it properly. Um, and it's the Division of Perceptual Studies oh. in their, um, their medical department. So these are actually medical doctors and scientists that study all kinds of different things, including past lives, um, I mean... I mean, near-death experiences. J.B. Ryan started doing that at Duke years and years mm -hmm. ago, but it just it, it didn't stick around. I mean, it stuck around for decades, but it's not it's not there anymore. It's it's fascinating. Some of it was covered in um, the Netflix documentary uh, "Surviving Death." I wish I could 
think of the other one that I'm trying to think of. There's a lot of them, but people don't realize that science is well, the, there. The, the problem is, is they're not accredited. So when you go there, you have to study other fields of study, like to, to graduate. And then this is something you can study as part of it. It's, oh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's electives in a lot of places. This particular thing that I'm talking about, right. you can't study. It's not a study. No, it's, but I'm, I'm talking about like these other schools that oh, have, yeah. have parapsychology uh, uh, yeah, and stuff like that. They have opportunities for it. Unfortunately, it's not part of their regular curriculum. Right. No, these are the, the university pays these doctors and scientists to actually study something, which is fascinating. So if, if anybody down there is listening and you want to, you know, have Stephanie and cut open her head and examine her brain, no. just reach out to me. For the right price, I can make it happen. <laughs> Maybe not cut it open, but study it just a little they bit. They can sew it back up again. They can, they can sew it back I'll up again. I'll have to again. look at their, their uh, current research. All right. Well, we are just about out of time for this week. Uh, not sure if we'll have a show next week, and I know the week after that we'll definitely be off because that's WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to be staying home and watching WrestleMania this year. Uh, so uh, just stay tuned, and you know we'll let you know when we're going to have a show. And if you've missed any of our past episodes, you can get them all via podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. We are everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. You can find Spooky South Coast in all of our episodes going all the way back to when we started in 2006. That's right. All of the podcast episodes are available now. Even if you can't find them, just keep digging. You'll find the, the, the previous ones. But that'll do it for us. Until next time, for Matt, for Stephanie, I'm Tim. Stay spooktacular.